You are listening to iRadio TT online all the time. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to Music Matters the Caribbean edition. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Music Matters Caribbean. And if you want to listen to our previous podcasts and keep up with our new material, check out the website podcast.iradio.tt or listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public and more of your favorite podcast platforms. Welcome to Music Matters, the Caribbean edition. The podcast series featuring news, interviews and analysis of all the music from the islands. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Music Matters. The Caribbean edition. I am Laura Dowridge Phillips. And I am Nigel Campbell. And once again, we're talking about the business of music here in the Caribbean. Yes, we are, Nigel. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So far, so good. COVID. No, is this eight, nine months now? We're going to do. Yeah, boy. COVID never ending story. It will never end. Say what? We're yes. Again. But Soka doesn't end, end? No. Would you believe, Nigel? There are yeah. so many releases coming out now. I saw somebody today and they told me, um, you know, they, they, it's a hundred. Well, when, at the time we're recording this, it's officially 100 days before carnival. Okay. Wonderful. We're not having a carnival. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they were wondering, you know, even if there's something, what are they going to party to all the soca? All I said, no. Mm-hmm. The new soca coming out. Artists working out here. They're working. Artists are working. Music. And they're working here and they're working all over the world. Because yes, they are. is a universal thing. Well, you know, we're crossing the waters today. Aye, aye, aye. Waters in Trinidad still closed. Mm. But virtually, we will be mm-hmm. crossing the waters, crossing the seas to go to Canada to talk to the one and only Cohen Dubois. If somebody hates you, give them the magic finger, the finger, yeah. But to my friends and the family, yeah. Thanks for the love, thanks for the love. Thank you for teaching bad mind people how to love, how to love. Wow, wow, wow. 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 <laughs> welcome to Windy Water Music Matters Caribbean Edition. Yes, my pleasure to be here. All right, Laura, talk to me. Cohen, how are you? Well, I mean, given the, the circumstances of the situations, not situation, but situation, I'm blessed. You know, I, I, I can't sit on here and complain because complaining, nice. you know, I'm not grateful for the, for the, you know, what it is I still have, which is life and everything around me. So I'm good for now. So yes. just to change it, it's, it, it's like a curve. Some days you're good, some days you ain't so good, some days you're real bad, and like you know. I know early on, early on in the COVID thing, it, it was bad. You were you were taking it, you were taking it hard. Um, I would say a few months in, because I just come back from Trinidad after Trinidad, I went away for a few weeks, you know, just to clear my head. So coming back to lockdown wasn't too bad, but after I realized. Now, this lockdown and easing up, that is when things start to shift because my motivation comes from motion. So mm. when I'm stagnant and held down, I am not motivated to do anything. I don't even want to wake up. <laughs> I don't want to sleep. <laughs> and I don't want to wake up. And you were concerned for a little bit that um, 
you know, if there, there are no carnivals all over the world. I think at the time when we spoke, carnivals all over the Caribbean, all over the world were being cancelled. Mm-hmm. And so there was some concern that, you know, we might lose this, soca might lose this place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we still we still have that hanging over our heads um, because I find for some reason people think because there's no carnival that the, the, the support for it should be less, you know, and not everybody. But that is the, you know, that there is this this kind of, if you want to call it general forum consensus, where people think that we should not put our good music right now and save it for when this thing ease up. But my thing is, how are we to move forward and progress, you know, and place ourselves amongst the other genres of music if we come mediocre? Were you hearing that conversation, if you don't mind me sticking up in here? Um, no, well, I hear certain DJs, Caribbean-wide, um, people online, the general public, the fans, yes, and you know some artists as well, saying that they will hold back. They rather hold back mm-hmm. to not put our music there because they feel it could be wasted. So they, they only concern is live music as opposed to having a recording and a product, effectively. Correct. Correct. And and I and I think that is something we we need to get out of that, that mental state of thinking. I know it's harder for us in soca to actually generate forms of income through sales online because. You know, we, we like free thing. And so that's it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, and I'm keeping it real. Yeah, like thank you. Right? And when you ain't getting free thing, it's a hmm and a hurrying and what happened to all you. I thought all you good, all your money. You know, these misconceptions that we are millionaires, they need to remove that. We are millionaires by talents. If you want to, if you want to class, you want to give um, talent a, not a percentage, but, you know, some kind of status, yes. We have millions of um, talented people out there, but we don't see the millions. So I would like people to stop thinking that we're good because all are we in the same boat right now. And the thing for us too is that because our music requires social gatherings and they push in social distancing, we have no platform for earning if it's taken away from sales and streams. So now we sit here saying, well, boy, what are we going to do now? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I like that, Laura. So, what have you decided to do, Cohen? Tell us about what you've been up to. I know you've been pretty busy. Yeah, I mean, I, I started off with um, Spot. Spot was really a talent search for young talent singers, producers, um, writers. You know, just to try and give them, you know, that direction on the key the key things that they need moving forward in this business. It started off great, but. I lost momentum because now I feel like I'm stuck. I need to reset because the lanes closed. The usual lanes that we used to, they closed. So now we have to try and create lanes. And I don't want to bring them in this thing, bringing, um, giving them, you know, this um, dry hope that, yeah, all they're going to score, you know, because now it, beca- it becomes more competitive. You understand? So I just say, now we're trying to create different outlets for them to be heard and seen apart from the, the regular um, routes that we usually take. That's what, what does the acronym SPOT stand for? Sing, Produce, Unleash Talent. Nice. And yeah. so when you started, what, what motivated you to, to start this project? Um, well, it was always something that I had in mind to do. Um, but the timing was never there because you're always on the road, traveling and all of that. And then after the travel period, the hectic travel period, then comes the preparation for carnival. So it always goes like that way. You never find the time to commit 
to helping the younger ones or the ones that have talent that never got the opportunity. So I think that was the perfect time to activate on it. You know, nobody was going anywhere. Are you home? <laughs> you might as well just, you know. So I, I just take the brave stance. I am not one of those social media people who come out every minute and put my face on social media. Mm-hmm. That's not me. And for me to even be there every day, showing people the real me to some extent, it, it, it started to, it, it was good for me because I feel like if I now had something to look forward to, this ran for six weeks and I could have gone eight weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks, but I didn't want it to get dry and, you know, boring. So, but at that point, it actually gave me a clearer insight into how people really view Instagram lives, you know, how they interact, you know, what they really take from it. And the whole mission there, which was all about supporting young talent, it, it was really a great move, you know, for me to sit down there and be wooed by these talents that you never hear about. You never see them before, and I just amazed by it. Were these people in Toronto, or were they anywhere, all over the world? Worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. Caribbean, North America, Europe. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You know, it was it was never geared to be a Caribbean only thing, or a Trinidad thing only, or Canada. It was open to to everybody. Man has a vision. You thinking outside the box? I'm glad. But but we have to. We have to because this box here real tight right now. <laughs> and, and just to give for people who not uh, not familiar with spot, just to give them some idea of what we what we are talking about, you basically held auditions via IG Live for a few. Mm-hmm. You had people come and sing. Were they singing their original songs or were they doing covers? A lot of them were original. The majority was original. I would say about ninety five percent was original. And they and were, from they, the yeah. Go ahead. And from there, um, well, it was a selection process and, you know, it, that just went all over the place. <laughs> I was supposed to pick 10 people in all combined writers, uh, producers, singers, but then I end up with 25 people and now my hands, I only had two hands that equal to 10 and it's too much to take on. So I might have to go back down to the 10. Uh, if mm. I cannot, if I cannot control that volume, at some point, I will have to actually let go because I cannot give my time, which already is vital to me for my means of survival still. But I still have to survive, you know? Yes. I can't give the time to all 25. So you all actually put out one project called the Kembler Rhythm. We are sing, sing. We are one so far we have a lot a lot of other stuff to do um we actually weren't supposed to come this week but it's just with me and one of the people from spot so it's going to be situations like that where they will release songs themselves not always rhythm i will release songs with them you know the ones who i really think that deserve that that opportunity because for them a lot of them is a dream you know to work with certain artists who they look up to who they respect you know who motivates their days and 
So it's it's a recording project where every artist is going to get ultimately a recording space. So what about publishing and the other aspects of the music business? Are you assisting them in that or just you're just focusing on the recording part of it? A hundred percent. We I I don't play with the wood amounting. Everything is in black and white. I bring ah. full transparency. I don't play that at all. And a lot of people don't like it. There were times in the past when I presented paperwork to artists and they look at me and say, but what kind of thing is this? I thought me and you good. And and I have to tell them, well, we will be better when you see what you entitled to and what I entitled to. So there is no pulling and tugging at the end of this at all. The business and of soccer. That's what it is. The business of soccer. Correct. And that is a major problem that we face. We don't take the business side serious. We do not. There was something that you had done in the past which had caught my eye and I was very impressed with is that yourself mm-hmm. and Tedison John and some others had gone to Cuba. Mm-hmm. You could you could give me a little insight in that project. Um Cuba was basically a idea that I had uh, I wanted to see how different artists or creatives I should call them because yeah. these artists was writers as well. Uh-huh. How can we achieve one mission with minimum time mm-hmm. in an enclosed environment where we all there together. But the majority of times you see artists together like this yes. is when we travel to work. Okay. But it's a high and by situation. It's not wake up in the morning, see you, yeah. have lunch with you or breakfast, lunch, dinner, have a moment where we vibing, where we really connecting. Connecting. You I know? You. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole mission behind that. Cuba, I think that we need to put troops on the ground in Cuba to let mm-hmm. them know that we here as far as soca music exists. Yeah. Cuba is the biggest island in the Caribbean and knows nothing about soca. Correct, correct. You know? And and that I find is a travesty for us. Mm. You know, while we focusing on always touring and touring and touring, I think we should create outlets mm. that need our presence there. Yeah. Cuban people love music; they love rhythm; they love vibe. They listen I, to dance all. Yeah. So I know, come, you know? I know that in Toronto, there's a kind of a, a, a large Cuban community. So I guess mm-hmm. you have a base there if you so choose. What about other parts of the world, about Europe? I mean, you, you had mm-hmm. your project in Cuba. Are you mm-hmm. looking at spaces in Europe, Africa? Um, everybody's going Africa. Cool, and don't like to fly. Oh, oh you see all your business in the road now. Um, <laughs> so as far as Europe, um, Europe and sure. Africa. Mm-hmm. Africa, at some point, I'll definitely touch. Because right now, I've been um, linking with a few African producers and artists. Mm-hmm. For us to actually start to do some work. 
Yes. You know, which is a good thing. And um, but the Europe sideway, I'm not too sure. We ain't really gone past the England, the Germany, mm. the Holland, the Rotterdam. Yeah. Um, we have France as France, well. Yeah. Um, where else we really have that we penetrate? Ibiza. That's that is, all right. That's Spain. But that's just a little, that's a coastal thing. But that's something, that's a promotion they actually take from England to Spain. Mm. Okay. It's not, it's not like Ibiza is heavy on Soka. It just, it's like a, like a tour, um, like a destination trip, destination event. Okay. You know? But um, what about what, when you go into Colombia? You're supposed to go Colombia last year or this mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. All of that was on the on the on the um the list, but you know, then came Mister Nineteen. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it, it 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 is going to be happening again. I mean, I I have been loving the Latin movement from a, a long time, even before I went to Monaco. I was talking to Simon Batiste, and I presented this big idea of going to all these Latin American countries and sitting down and work with the producers and artists to blend our music with theirs. Now, what and was the outcome of that? that? Nothing. I mean, nothing? He tried, he tried to get funding from uh-huh. certain government bodies in Trinidad, yes. from tourism and, you know, culture and all of that. Yeah. And nothing. Big zero. So, you know, I guess these guys don't see the, the, the benefit of our music internationally. I, I kind of agree with you. I I I write on music as Laurel probably mentioned here, mm-hmm. and I have a problem with the state enterprises and and um the music the music industry generally, mm-hmm. and we just create music TT or TTN and all these kind of things because I have a very narrow view as you said, mm-hmm. and it depends upon entrepreneurs like yourself. Unfortunately, and this is just my personal thing, you'll have to go out there and pro- probably live in those marketplaces. So yes, mm-hmm. uh, we, we spoke to problem child who's in is in New York, you're in Toronto. And mm-hmm. maybe you may have an advantage being there in that space as mm-hmm. opposed to an artist here having the ups and travel and that kind of stuff. But um, you're right. There's a kind of narrow vision for what soca music can be. And mm-hmm. we, look at, we look to artists like yourselves who have projects that are, as you said, outside of the box to do this thing. So mm-hmm. we look forward. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of, of all these things we're talking about, Cohen, how has this period here, this pandemic really changed has it changed your outlook or, or, or motivated you to, to explore more of these ideas that you have because mm-hmm. we've been this we don't know you know how long we could be in this position mm-hmm. we don't know how long the entertainment sector will be shut down we don't know how long when next you'll be able to rely mm-hmm. on live performances so mm-hmm. how has it really you know shaped your whole outlook with the soak industry and how you will function as a as a producer as an artist um, it, it, it's shocking how you asked me that question because just this week here, I sit down with mixed emotions and I was like, I can't do this again much longer. Mm-hmm. Honestly speaking, as much as I love soca, wow, I have hearts to take care of. I have to be able to survive. And right now, there is no financial fuel for us coming in. So the other passions I have, like videography and all that, I want to take that and roll with that. I already set myself up uh, to be in a position where I am dealing with heavy investments. So all the money I've been making from over the years, I ain't taking it and buying brands. I ain't buying no brands because I can't trade brands. So I went and put that down on real estate. And that is working in my favor right now. And mm. my focus is investing more into that because that market will never crash. Even if, even in a pandemic, these things hold value. 
and they only go up in in price. They they appraise. They never it appreciates and never depreciates. Land or rot. Mm-hmm. So that that is my whole outlook on it thing too. And I find that during this period here, we never came together. The industry never came together. Everybody segregated and went on an isolation game. You know. So I sit and ask myself the question. All you know that since my honorable, honorable Prime Minister Ms. Rowley said that there's no carnival, none of all it came together to actually formulate some form of plan for survival of soca. Not the artist, the art form, the music. That is what's going to be hurting the most. But everybody ran and played the isolation game to make their status bigger while it is shrinking Soka, the levels of soca. One man cannot do it alone, sir. One man cannot make a music industry. Preach, brother. Preach, brother. <laughs> cannot. The, the, thing, the thing about it, I've heard, I've heard talk. There's been a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I had conversations with Alison Hines, and she spoke about, you know, rallying artists from all over the region and forming an association. I've had conversations with, with other artists. I've, 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 I've heard the discussions happening. Mm-hmm has been no actual move to execute something like that. And even, and, and you, yes, for the art form, but also to help the artists themselves going in terms of, of setting price and standards or, 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 or demands with promoters or, or even, you know, running workshops to educate artists about social media, about, about diversifying their income or, or even setting up like a medical insurance plan because we see what is happening now with the industry and people literally were not prepared for something. I know nobody was prepared for something like this, but people who didn't save or invested like you did or, or explored ways to diversify their, their earnings mm-hmm. are in dire straits right now. Mm-hmm. So the chatter is there, but you're right. Nothing has really, nothing yeah. concrete has happened. So to me, do you think that just amplifies the... You know, for years we've spoken about how Soka has no unity. I think that amplified that. Yeah, I mean, it, it made it very clear, transparent. And I'm not going to sit here and and I'm not bad talking anybody or not undermining any of my brothers and sisters in this industry. But we have a problem working together. And this is not the time to create more problems working together. We need to create more resolution. And the same thing that you said, um, you uh creating things that protect us. We don't even have that. We don't have a union that has protect me. That's why everybody will always try to take advantage of us all the time. Nobody defends us. And we are always the first to be attacked and the last to be supported. Yeah, yeah. This is this is revelation revolution conversation. Preach you know, brother, that's all I gotta tell you. This is revelation conversation. I like this. I like this. Yeah, Talk it, it, it's actually really heartbreaking to see it too. And I mean if if we if we sit down, and when I say we, everybody that makes soca what it is, we're not just talking the artists only. The art, some artists don't even create nothing. All they have is a voice. We're talking about the whole industry, the spine of the industry, what makes soca soca. If we could all come to the table and find ways to work together moving forward, this soca music will be a much bigger, more appreciated music than it is right now. There is nobody in this industry who has not said something bad about the other. Right? It have no friend thing. Don't talk about, oh, there's so much love and big up to my brethren. Be- no. Let we do fake. Let we do fake. Mm-hmm. Everybody has had something to say about every artist. 
every DJ, every promoter, every band leader, every producer, every writer, every person in the media, uh, media personnel. This is not this is not secrecy. It is reality. Some people mm-hmm. will not say it. It is what it is. I don't have to be friends with a lot of people in the industry, but I have um, a very high level of respect for them because I know what they do and I know what they go through to be who they are and maintain that place in this industry. It is not easy. People think that is just, yeah, you wake up in the morning and you ask that. No, boss. It's a lot of work. So I respect them. A lot of them, I, I, I may not agree with certain outlets that they take to, you know, get followers and make people believe whatever, or I may not agree with a lot of things that they say or do, but at the end of the day, I respect them as artists. You understand? But we, we really have to find our way moving together, create that, um, you know, these things that they do when hip hop started off, um, you know, each artist, uh, producer, DJs, they came together and they had one voice. We need one voice. We need one voice. And let why, us why don't you put yourself up to be the leader? Because then they'll come at me, well, I'm boy. This is what happens. This but it's is- a good idea what you're suggesting, but I think leadership, I mean, whether it's soccer, whether it's publishers, and, whatever, and, somebody and, has to be a leader. And this is the thing. Who wants you to be the leader? It's true. They want to be the leader, but they don't want to lead with the movement. Mm. They just want to be appointed leader, just like that. So you don't have this idea mm-hmm. and they think because you took the stance that you are the one that they should look up to and you know mm. it's just like why all these egos it is time to bury egos because all of us right now on the same yes. level we are zero and no artist more privileged than the next right now mm-hmm. you might yeah. be you might be a little bit better off financially because of past and because of your status or whatever but you are not privileged to have a big concert, to be touring every week, to be doing all these things. We all on the ground right now. We all on the ground. Why can't we just meet, come together, create a great solid movement that defends soca music and all the elements around it in it and move forward? We have no pension, no 401k, no nothing. Nothing. We don't even have good contracts. When you try to present uh-huh. people with good contracts. <laughs> But Cohen, I think I think the problem is, as you said, it seems that nobody wants to step up and be the leader. Nobody wants to put themselves in the firing line, and that is and, what it's going to take. And Laura, we have all talked, including myself. I have spoken with a lot of artists, DJs, and I'm going to call no names, and we, we talk about these things. Me and Blacks had a conversation before he, he gets sick, and we were talking and talking about things moving forward. He said, well, Cohen, who, who got it? Well, you do it, partner. I said, me? For them to kill me? <laughs> Not, this is it. It's like, who is brave enough to stand up and challenge all these artists to actually work together to make things better for all of us? Who? Possibly who? you need somebody who's outside of the music, uh, outside of the song craft business. I mean, in terms right. of an administrator, somebody who's like a publisher, somebody who's a promoter. I'm just throwing this out. I don't know if I'm doing... It's not a, a mandate. But yeah. if I, artists I, are, are afraid to be in the firing line, possibly yeah. a promoter, possibly a manager... Maybe the better person to, to lead that, that thing, do you think? I know. Yeah. And that right, you're right where you're saying, but it's wrong. Not what you're saying is wrong, you know. Mm. It's wrong to the point where why somebody else had to come and recognize what it is needs to be done and activate on it? Why we not seeing it? Why we not seeing it? Why it is we couldn't do something like what Versus did? 
Mm. Why couldn't we come together and create these things for our fans? Why? Why we sit down and we waiting for calls to come true? People say waiting for calls? People waiting for calls to come true to do certain things online. Oh Why we God. couldn't come together? But no, that's a valid point, Cohen. Yeah. And, and so what has happened is that it has left the door open for private interest to come in and do, do that. And as you say, make the calls that artists are waiting for. And here the thing, eh? you can imagine after all of this, when this pandemic done, we ain't seen the damages yet. Eh? You know, when a hurricane passes, you, you see the real damages in the aftermath. You yes. can imagine when they open up the stages for us to start to perform. The kind of butchering going to be happening. Really? Explain. Lyrical price is 7,000. I just train things out there. Cohen price is 9,000. Kess price might be 10, 12, whatever, with the band 15,000. Right? Uh, Patrice could be this price, this one could be that price. Men taking minimum. 20, give me 2,500, I good boss. So gotcha. then it devaluates the whole industry. Got you. Cohen, hasn't that been happening anyway? It has been happening, but but in in minor in minor situations, this is major. Everybody coming with tears in the eye. Well, let's see what we now come out of a pandemic. So all you can get the kind of money. (laughs) But instead of we coming together to create our own events, we say no and waiting on a man to hustle we down to splinters. That is the next issue. We are in charge of our careers. But we put it in the hands of DJs and the hands of promoters a lot of times to steer our career. It will not work. We need to take control of our career. Who are the people coming to see? The promoter or the artist? Who are the bigger following? The promoter or the artist? I hear what you're saying, but you know, promoters have a role and not devaluing. They're not mm-hmm. saying that they do a bad and crooked promoters mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But I think as a whole ecosystem, mm-hmm. the artist is there. Yes, some artists can be their own managers, but mm-hmm. I believe that mm-hmm. there's a role for a promoter. I, are you saying mm-hmm. that artists need to be more aware of the business or and, and promoters take a lower, a lower step? That too. But um, what kind of promoters we have, sir? What oh, is well, your chance of becoming a promoter? Well, yeah, it's true. Anybody could put a foot in and call yourself a promoter. Thank you. Right. Thank you. You don't gotcha. have to have no experience in And no ethics. You could None. just do it. <laughs> None. Could, yeah, yeah. I have worked for people worldwide. Mm-hmm. Who I question the credibility of calling the self-promoter. Gotcha. You understand? Gotcha. It is just a matter of if you have a solid team, your mm-hmm. team can work with you and put on an event. We in, in, in our years of being in this um industry and traveling, we have made connections. Yes. We have met people in all kinds of orders, from the highest to the lowest. We could reach out to people and create our own events, keep it in-house. We not, I'm not trying to say that we're gonna be everything, you know. Mr. Promoter, no, but we have teams and that's what team is there for, to -hmm. put these things in place. A lot of people, a lot of promoters do not see the value in the artist. They see the value in what they can make using that artist for financial gain. Mm -hmm. And this is the case 90% of the time in Soka. And that is why I say we are not millionaires. Mm. We are not. We are not. They take the music, a lot of them will take the music Hire DJs, let DJs play holy, and the men who are responsible for fueling the carnivals mm-hmm. worldwide, standing on the side looking and saying, Wait, boy, that man couldn't even give you a little five minutes on the stage, boy. Or sitting down at home, watching, listening watching. to them play. That is a real thing. Now, Cohen, you talk about um, artists taking control of their careers. Mm-hmm. This 
in particular, I did two interviews with two non-soca artists, one from St. Vincent, well, uh, soca artists from St. Vincent and a non-soca artist from Trinidad. And these are two people who never made it big in terms of a name, you know, on the music scene in Trinidad or the Caribbean, as a matter of fact. But they having the best time ever in this pandemic season because, because they never made it big and they didn't get airplay, they were forced to look in other places mm-hmm. to monetize their music. So now they're they benefiting from licensing deals and library music deals. They're having the music being played in, in major international campaigns and videos. And they're good. They're good. So, you know, we talking about post-COVID and, and, and the back and that will ensue, but in this period here, I think artists need to understand that they can't rely on just the live music and the airplay. They, like, I think if people don't understand that, then things will never change, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and this, there this, seems this, to be a world of opportunities out there beyond the stage. So trace mm-hmm. the fight down not necessary. Mm-hmm. I think I think a, a lot of artists need to educate themselves too with how um, monies are generated yearly. Even if you're not having a good year, multiple streams of revenue. Correct, mm-hmm. and people don't know about this. They don't. They, a lot of times, artists artists want to choke people when the only things that come out artists know. Yeah, boy, well, I have one. mix and master. All you know about is mix and master. You don't know about publishing. You don't know about synchronization. You don't know nothing about what you need to know about. You're online browsing people's lives on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, but you're not taking care of your career. Juice yourself with the knowledge that you need so you will not be played. That is a vital thing. People play out here. Brother, don't worry yourself, right? I just jump on the radar. I ain't charging you nothing. You good. You say, eh? And you go on and you, you put your voice there. And now that person could do whatever they want with that because you didn't pay. You don't own the rights to this. Yes. You don't even have a right to open your mouth and say nothing, boss. We've heard, we've heard examples of that quite often in the rhythms. People mm-hmm. jump in on a rhythm and they have a center in on it because they're, they're glad to be in the rhythm, sharing it with Cohen, the boss, some kind of thing. So, and they have nothing to gain from it. It, it don't make sense. It don't make sense. Nothing. No, nothing in sign in black and white showing what they gain in return. I like the fact that you're bringing up the... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Laura. I was just going to ask you, in terms of your own career, Mm -hmm. are you exploring these opportunities for yourself? Women, the streaming and all of that? Yeah. Well, luckily for me, I have a, a, you know, personnel (laughs) that very highly qualified in that field. And this is our next thing. Your team is very important. Very. I have all around me, I have three individuals who are very highly certified in every niche of streaming and royalties and all of that. And even placements for music, they are there. And that is very important. So while I say down here, being a guru and doing my thing, they handling all these streams that, you know, coming in weekly, monthly. Um, I have uh, two companies that are signed with. One is United Masters and the next one is called um, Legalis, Legalis. They are a Latin-based company, and they were um, actually recommended to me to collect my Spotify money because Spotify is not an easy uh, company to get to as far as cashing out. So you need inside links. So I spread myself very internationally. So I know that, hey, Spotify, Apple Music, I cover TuneCore, Amazon. I am covered. You're covered all the way through. Yeah. 
I don't have to worry. The thing is, my main thing, my main advice to artists, if you think internationally, you will go internationally. You cannot think local because you are going to stay right there. Locally has not done it. And I'm, this is no disrespect to Trinidad and Tobago, any Caribbean islands. Financially, we were able to build ourselves as artists internationally. We start off locally and then we expand and we go out. There's a different earning power in the two, Caribbean to um, North America and the rest of the world. Mm. Different earning potential. That's how business is done, brother. I, I glad you preaching this tonight, but I'm so, so happy. This is how artists, I mean, we've, Laura's been covering the entertainment business. I kind of write in a kind of a wider spoke, scope on the, in the music industry locally and thing. Mm. And what you're saying, obviously somebody who's understood the business, who's mm. been in it, probably get burned a little bit so you understand what not to do the next time. And what, as you kind of hinted, a lot of people jump into the game because well, I have a tune that sounds good and they just jump on and that kind of stuff. They may have a, mod- a kind of modest set or some kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. But they have absolutely no idea of the business of music. Absolutely right. not. They get continually ripped off. And of course, the first thing they do is complain. And then, as you said, bad talk each other, bad talk this one, bad talk that one, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the simple thing, as I was kind of hinting earlier, you, you meant you keep using the word everything in black and white. So it's clear that you understand that contracts are the kind of business, the backbone of this business. Artists right. don't want to use contracts. We are, a, a producer told us that artists tell him straight up, but me, I like this contract thing. Right? If, if I can't trust you, I want to do business with you. And I say, but it's a business. You're supposed to sign a contract. Otherwise, you can't protect yourself. Oh, God, where's that? And so we have a, an attitude towards the music that seems very naive and doesn't seem to make sense. If, as you say, we have to make it internationally because I can't see no promoter, no agent, no booking, no art, no booking agent, no venue in North America. And doing no business with nobody unless I have a piece of paper that's signed. Mm-hmm. That's just my feeling. And, right? and this is true. Yeah, there is nothing happening until signature is there. Until, yeah, until it's in black and white as it was. Mm-hmm. Let me just throw one thing out here, kind of kind of a little slight deviation here. Mm-hmm. One of the songs that they had this with Adana, No Tomorrow. If it was meant to be, I will find you. I ain't gonna end up behind you. Charming day right behind you. Charming day right behind you. Come, let me do it today. That it was in the Cayman Islands, you film that? Oh, no, no, no. We went Bahamas. To... Bahamas. Oh, no. Anguilla. Right, it's, it's a private island off the coast of Anguilla. You see what I mean? Mm. So it, just... was, it was St. Martin. No, sorry, Anguilla, mm-hmm. St. Martin, um, Tobago. So, uh, and you had another video which came up about six months ago and you filmed. I want to say Cayman again. <laughs> it was, you had a, um, I think it was part of a rhythm. But it was oh, the locations. Thanks for the love. That's St. Martin. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, what I'm getting at is that you clearly have these beautiful locations for videos. And you talked earlier about having, um, you want to get into the video business part of the business and thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it easy? So you, you're, you're moving these videos all over the islands and thing. I mean, more props to you for that because they really look good. Aside mm-hmm. from having great songs, the mm-hmm. videos attached to them are really good looking. I mean, that no tomorrow, beautiful, beautiful video. The locations are absolutely fabulous. Is this the video business part of what you want to get into in a big way? Just going forward in terms of your career? Definitely not. That is music. Oh. No, <laughs> I, I look in beyond that. Okay, help I am looking beyond that. I think that there is a lot of room for 
our culture, if you want to run 20, 30 years back to be mm-hmm. documented, even produced and filmed mm-hmm. movie type. That is that is my aim and mission right now. Documentaries, that's where you're going into. Correct. Netflix content and at some point in time, film. Even if we don't make it to the Hollywood screen, we're talking Amazon Prime, you still have Netflix, you still have Hulu, you have these other platforms. I find that we have too much cultural diversity that has never been viewed the way it's supposed to be. Never. All the show is feathers, skin, alcohol, jump and weave. We have more than that. And we could actually show that in 4K, 6K, 8K in a different light. You have a lot. You have a lot. Kiss you. Because I have been saying we don't have carnival. We were, I've been throwing out this thing about the virtual carnival. Yes, a virtual carnival is, is, you know, it don't make sense to people. But for me, it's this opportunity for us to really show people what our culture is. It's not just about the fet or the, on the road. This is a chance to, now that the world is quiet, mm-hmm. pay attention. This is our opportunity to show them what carnival really is, what the traditional mass, the, the roots of Calypso, the roots of Soka, the, it's, it, oh my God. You because know, so much of this work is not documented. At so all. much is not known. People land here and they have no idea what, what, what they're immersing themselves into. You know, you know what, what shocked me the other day? And I say very soon, somebody is going to take the opportunity away from any of the Caribbean islands. When I saw one of the filmings of Amazing Race in Trinidad Carnival, it is not good to make Carnival look in that amazing racing. Yeah, yeah. Carnival looked beautiful. We looked good. Now, to the rest of the world, we don't look good to their viewers because we on watch list, travel advisory list, Trinidad number three in the world for crime and rare, rare, rare. So when you're traveling, it's high advisories. But look how we could document ourselves to be beautiful and not Bob Marley music or Sparrow or Kitchen or Arrow. There is so much other versions of what these people have in their mind that they shackle in their mind with that is not shown. And I don't care what nobody tell me. Even if it takes me five years, it will be done because I'm stubborn like that. I will go until it get done. I will use my resources to ensure that it is done. I will turn to whoever I need to, even if I have to beg favors, I will. Because I'm doing it for Caribbean, not myself. It's time that we get out there. I'm tired of seeing when they put a Jamaican in a movie, he's always a gangster. <laughs> and sometimes it's an American actor with a Jamaican accent. But that's another <laughs> topic. Kevin, I love how you're talking. I really like how you're talking. This is, this is the kind of conversations that I wish happened more frequently. Mm-hmm. generally, into, so that every other artist, you've done it with Spot in terms of bringing young songwriters and, and singers and mm-hmm. producers, but the idea of having people listen to how the business of music and the business of soca should be done mm-hmm. is something I personally, I'm, I'm glad that you're on our podcast today because once we get this podcast up and running, we're going to share this widely because mm-hmm. this information that you're putting out here into the public domain is, is gold. 
Mm-hmm. It's gold. <laughs> and from hanging it from an artist who's, who's an icon in a sense in the soca industry. I'm not going to pour water in my mouth to say that. You have mm-hmm. some great songs. You wrote some great songs earlier. You have really unique production value, which I, I don't really hear in a lot of other artists. You use them synthesizers fabulously. But that's a whole other topic, I think. But <laughs> the, the business, what I'm hearing in terms of your, your business sense, is, which is the kind of basis of our, our podcast, this is what people need to hear. I need to hear it on a more frequent basis. And I'm glad we were able to have you on the conversation here tonight. Yeah, this is, this is, I mean, some of this already knew, but this, it, it's brilliant, Cohen. I mean, and you're always so honest and forthright, which I absolutely admire and love. And one of the things I love about you, Mizzou, that we didn't really get a chance to touch on is that you, you know, you, you don't, you would not, you don't confine yourself to mm-hmm. any particular kind of sound or any particular story or any particular lyrics. Like you, I always refer to you as the mood man. <laughs> I hear artists talking about artists talking about wanting the ability to sing about anything they want to sing. And I'm like, but Kevin does it. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin does it. Mm-hmm. You sing, you know, sad music, angry music, you know, you're like, well, cuss the other day. I was going to say that. <laughs> you're you're, you're <laughs> like, well, cuss. <laughs> Why not? That was a conversation among radio announcers asking me, remember Laura, we were in our radio station. And what do you think about this one using the F word? I say it's a song. <laughs> you ever listen to rap? Or let's play rap on this radio station. They have a clean budget. You do it. Hey, that play rap. You do it. Since when you allowed to give me the reputation, I want to know what you want. What you want. Because you don't know what to do with yourself. Call them a name or you're fooling yourself. Fooling yourself. Fooling yourself. Or you're fooling yourself. What's it? And you know, I, I, I keep wondering if artists will take this opportunity a little more free with their music because to me this is the perfect opportunity you don't have a, as listen john told me you don't have to sing farman going by the bag you know you know try to energize people in front of stage so now people should be free to just sing whatever they want and i know I, definitely you've so always my thing is why 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 did it take this for for them to you know try to explore them lanes music is, is freedom of expression we well that's how i look at it that I sing how I feel or I sing how I think somebody else might be feeling, you know, and I put that into song. Yeah, I did cuss, but so did Chris Brown, so did Rihanna, so oh, did no, yeah, R&B I... singers. And, and the thing is, cussing is not derogatory. It is a very firm, harsh way of expressing something. If I am upset with you, sir, and I want you to really mm-hmm. feel how upset I am, Mm-hmm. I will use, I'll pull a F or I'll pull a M. Right? <laughs> <I'm seeing. laughs> right? You yeah, understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It is not directed to anybody to be an insult. It is just expression. And this is why people appreciate Americans when they express themselves freely through music. They're real. Dancehall, when they express mm-hmm. themselves freely through music. They're real. They're real. Mm-hmm. They're very real. We always create this fantasy picture that, oh, soca people, are, they, they are Christians. They don't curse. But when you sit down and you congregate, when you're liming, brother, mm. you know how Chinese is lime and how they just talk. Yeah, how much yeah. time the F and the MC just come out, sir? Every two words. Let's not fool ourselves about that. It Every two part, words. It is part, part of, of our language. Yes. So why? I, and I understand I'm not trying to shift Soka into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But why from time to time can, it, can we not express ourselves fully? What why do you think? We have to filter it. One of the things that I, I kind of gathered from it, and I only, I'm going to mention for the first time now, 
radio was is kind of is, is um is regulated certainly in Trinidad and I'm sure in Toronto there there's certain words you can't say on radio and that kind of stuff. But a lot of the music now is as you recognize is streaming. You talk about Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, whatever, and they don't have the kind of restrictions that they have on radio. So mm-hmm. that as you said, Chris Brown and then all the a whole set of rappers, Ria and everybody, um Nicki Minaj could say anything. Correct. Anything. And their music could be a billion views on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And we they holding back ourselves. I was uh, well, Trinidad is a, a hot new thing in Trinidad, obviously that you're food mm-hmm. or one thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the it's anything they say, and they're more popular in terms of views on YouTube and that kind of stuff. And, thing. and, and you know why that is? Tell me. Because they're allowed to be themselves. Ah, there you go. It's a freedom thing. You're correct. They're expressing how others feel too. Mm-hmm. And others can relate to how they're feeling. Yep. That's quite true. We, we need to, I mean, as I say, I'm not, I'm not inciting that we go and cuss up soca and cuss everybody. <laughs> but if we're singing, you know, like when we when we sing one of them real conscious, inspirational songs in soca, mm-hmm. if you feel to drop a F and edit it in some, do it. Mm. Do not hold back. Express yourself fully. People, I, I find people respect you more when you are yourself. So do I. They, yes. they have more respect for you when you're being yourself. Be you real. Yep. Because, but mm-hmm. he real, but or she yeah, real, but what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? quite true. And you know, beyond just the self-expression to it also opens up the music for placement in all different areas because it's not just happy, happy, jump and wave yeah. all Time. It gives it a lot more options, I find. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Yeah. So I want, I, want, I, I actually want to see what people going and sing about moving forward. Me too. No, I, I don't sit down and, and go on people thing and listen and try to compare. If I listen to songs from others, I'll be like, all right, he understand it. She mm-hmm. gay. This is the way forward. Because we cannot come with the same mentality going into a different state. When when things start back up, it is not going to be the same as 2020, 2019, or 2018. It's a new lane now. Men have to apply themselves differently. Everything is going to change. Brand new. You coming into uh, this new order with Mm -hmm. old mentality, brother, good luck. (laughs) You're on your own with that one. But as they talk about the future, what is Kuwait Nubar going to be doing in 2021 going forward in terms of music and your options, in terms of what you're going to be singing about? Well, I just going to actually stick to what I am used to doing. I, as Laura say, I bring it any which way. So I am going to bring it from here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it the same way how, you know, things to make people whine and enjoy themselves. Yeah. A little bit of the fiction thing to make them know that, hey, mm-hmm. we, do, we don't have a carnival, but you can put yourself in that carnival mood same way if you want to do that. So I am going to be bringing the same kind of music I've been bringing, but with a mm-hmm. twist now. Where it will become a little more real. Mm. Plan, when you plan to release the music? Well, one already. Well, two already out. One with me and Destra, stress reliever. Stress then... reliever. <laughs> I need a relief girl. Let me release you. Queen of Ghana, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
have a next one coming this week then a next one coming next week and after, and music just coming and i will keep releasing music all in january in february in march in april just the way music is supposed to be released now this is a new platform for us to mm-hmm. actually look at it as hey, hey no carnival no rush we can now aim to put out a song per month if you can make two per month try one and this will this will actually remove this thing in people's mind that artists only record once a year. Mm. So That's now true. we have other options to come every month, just like all the other um, genres of music. Yeah. They put out music constantly. And we have to do the same thing. We're defending an uncategorized genre of music, mm-hmm. but we still have to defend it in the best way possible. We cannot go back to that once a year thing. That is not going to work no more. You just said uncategorized. My mind trip over to this idea of soccer under the reggae, certainly on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, that's is that where your music is. I mean, are you one of those pers- persons pushing for soccer categorization, or you're happy being in modern dancehall and reggae? Oh, definitely not. I'm definitely not happy being there. I, oh. I really want things to change, but it it change with it starts with people's mentality to begin with, mm-hmm. and then it starts with sales too. Sales, yes. If, if your music is not selling, boss, we can make how much noise we want. We can send out how much. Sign this petition. Sign that. You can sign out. <laughs> with who you like. Nothing is going to change unless everybody goes online, swipes that card, yeah. and purchase. It, it, they, people need to look at it as an investment towards the future of soca being mm-hmm. assigned a genre. Don't look yeah. at it as I fat any pocket by the. No. Mm-hmm. So that was it starts here first. Yeah. And then after that is the swipe. Swipe the card. Gotcha. Other than that, we ain't getting that category no time soon. I hear Not you, brother. Long way. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Laura. O- o- only truth bombs dropping tonight. <laughs> I, I so I glad. <laughs> May I at all? And we have unlimited talk. I glad. <laughs> Nigel, you are the editor, sir. So I, I think people need to hear it. I mean, what this podcast needs to do is, especially the interviews with the artists that we've been having, is to have these kind of conversations that people need to hear and mm-hmm. people need to hear the truth. And I think for a lot of, a lot of time, we, as you say, we kind of restrict ourselves and we circumvent how we're supposed to say this and that and kind of so, but truth bombs, that's what we need to hear. And, and we mm-hmm. have one artist who has made it internationally. Yes. And that yes. to me is important. If it's not a little one hit wonder, there's a man who, you know, let me let me show you. <laughs> yes, sir. Do it. I put water on. Cooling was hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after. Yeah, Well, you know, Laura, this conversation is one. As you said, we've been saying over here, truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb. But I think this is one of those conversations that gives me a lot of hope in terms of the industry going forward. And Cooling, I want to thank you for being part of this. And don't be a stranger to, to music matters. I know you and Laura's partners, and it's, you probably first are in whoever who I am. But yeah. this is the kind of conversation that I need to be hearing among all soca artists. Because what you just said was, when you buy soca music, you help soca. It is more than just helping the artist. And I think that is the most critical critical statement that you made for the evening. And I thank you for that. So, yes, Laura. Well, Cohen, thank you again for your time and and imparting all your knowledge. Um, this has been a really very informative session. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, it's always a session when, when we sit up and talk. You know that. I love this vibe. But now, yes, um, yes, I really yes. appreciate, I appreciate your reaching out to me to um, actually shed, you know, some form of light. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the light could actually shine on those who 
really needed right now to see ways out of whatever hole that we're in. You know, so they just you just need to educate yourself a little bit more and choose wisely. Do what is necessary, you know, for the the industry itself. Wonderful. I'm talking it like sounds- a leader. Are you free to take the leadership position, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Kuwin. Um, Laura, well, like I say, this has been like, as you as you said, as we always say, an enlightening um, edition of Music Matters. And I want to thank Kuwin Deboer. And I hope that all our, our listeners take heed what he's been saying. You have to buy the music, and because buying the music helps the soccer industry, it's all about sales. Otherwise, that will just be a kind of uncategorized piece of music. So that's yes. it for me. So, Laura, what are you going to say? Yes, guys, you've been listening to another edition of the Soka Sessions on Music Matters. The Caribbean edition. I am Nigel Campbell. I'm Laura Dowridge Phillips. Talk to Bye. you next <laughs> <Bye. laughs>